Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Copcast podcast. We have signed Tiago Alcantara. So um, I've got Dave Caron here with me to discuss that. Dave, how are you? I'm very well, are Dave. Are you delighted, and, ex- delighted I'm, and excited? I'm, I'm, I'm delighted, yeah. Um, I've, I've been excited for weeks, so I'm sort of always thought this was happening. So uh, uh, all's good. How about yourself? Uh, yes, I'm very, very... Thomas. Doubting Thomas. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that this was a transfer that it still makes not a lot of sense to me if you kind of look at it on the face of it. But well, if it doesn't make sense, why are you bouncing around like a four-year-old? We all like shiny new things, Dave, and it is the shiny, <laughs> it is the shiniest of new things. Um, so yeah, and I've also got uh, Neil Patterson out in Berlin, Chief. Um, how are you feeling about this? Yep, uh, also delighted and excited and. Uh, Glad to have it, and relieved, I think, glad to have it over the line. Uh, can uh, can silence a few who were beginning to get rowdy with their complaints, and yeah, we can sort of pull together and sort of drop this idea of, uh, you know, sell to buy and all this kind of crap. So, yeah, it, it's, as you say, it's, a, it's the shiniest of new things, a world-class player coming in, um, someone who who instantly improve what is, an already fantastic squad. So, yeah, brilliant. For Glad 25 here, million. For 25 million, a world-class player, Neil. 20 million plus plus five, I believe, in add-ons. So, it's only 20 up front even. So, yeah, really good fee. Really, really exciting stuff. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. Like, he is ge- genuinely a world-class player. That's not up for debate. Um, but just to kick this off, just to kind of put this transfer into perspective and kind of um, take check on where the club are now. Who was the last player that Liverpool signed that at the time of signing them was genuinely world-class? Mm. It's tough, like, isn't it? I mean, you could you could argue potentially Suarez. He'd, he'd been to the World Cup. He'd gotten to, what, the third, fourth place playoffs. Priest so himself. maybe... You know, <laughs> if it hadn't been the disgrace, Neil. But um, no, I mean, no, I, I don't think in. I mean, just thinking about it off the top of my head, I think this was a uh, something I heard earlier, a, a question I heard earlier, and I was thinking about it at the time, and I don't think there's there's anyone that I can think of. Well, say, who, signed by Andy Carroll one time for thirty five million. He was. He was one. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, there, like you could Paul be going Kinsesky, back. He made Paul Kinsesky. What are you on about? <laughs> Like you could, you, you could literally be good going all that, that world beater Christian Paulson. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, I don't think there's anyone who in, that I can remember that Liverpool have gone out and signed when he's when he's been at the absolute peak. Kevin Keegan, honestly, honestly, if I go back, uh, yeah, so that's the I think, I think, I think, but I think, it w- I think, legitimately, we could probably go back to Barnes. And even then, even then. Is, is yeah, Barnes world class when we sign him from what? Well, he's brilliant, but is he world? You know, if Suarez isn't, is 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 Barnes? I mean, Dave had he, Dave had Barnes scored that goal at the Maracanã before we signed him. That was fi- he scored that in '86. He was a Liverpool player. So he was yeah. a Liverpool player when he scored that. So I mean, it's it, it's it, I, I can see what you're saying, but it's I mean we're, we're sort of quibbling. It's fucking donkeys ago anyway. If we have, if we ever have, you know. 
Well, not in the last. Let, let's say not for thirty years or more. Not in the not in the Premier League era. era? If we want to no, break it down, not since not. not since that's not since football was invented you know, in nineteen eighty two. Some could say Torres because Torres was setting the world on fire in Madrid. You know that was, <sighs> well, even at that, that time. Be closer than Suarez, to be honest with you. If yeah, it, if it also it. similar. Also similar. He, I don't think Torres had ever scored more than fourteen goals. He was a team. one and three striker at Madrid. Yeah. So you know. he really, really exploded when he when he landed at us, and Rafa got the best out of him. Um, but yeah, I I would go as far as to say I can't think of one. You know, in terms of what he's won, in terms of the medals he's won, in terms of the trophies he's won, in terms of the career he's had, in terms of still being in his prime. So to just just turned twenty nine. So uh, not on the way down. Not not at the twilight of his career or anything like that. This is the last big move. Fair enough, but it is he is young enough and 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 um, at that age where it is legitimately still a big move with a proper contract and all the rest of it. So, well, I don't four years I is it. which brings him to thirty three, and that's sort of the age that we sort of start looking at, you know, at moving them on anyway. Well, that's it. I mean, Milner's, what, 34 now? And he's got a hell of a lot more minutes in his legs than Thiago. So, uh, yeah. it just proves, it, it's not like it was. Footballers aren't like, you know, like the human beings in inverted commas that they used to be. They're now athletes, highly, highly trained, highly tuned, all the nutrition's organised, all the all the exercises organised, all the regimes, everything is, is, is tailored perfectly for them as individuals. So you get much, much more out of them in general uh, than, than you would have in the past. Yeah, and do you have another little bonus here? Is And again, this is something else that hasn't happened in quite some time. Well, I suppose it has happened um, recently enough um, with Mane. But this is a player who, it seems, reportedly had no interest in signing for Manchester United because he only wanted to sign for Liverpool. And there was at least two decades, probably two and a half decades, where those roles would have been reversed. Absolutely, and those those, that's, those are words that you know. Neil makes the point of world class, Dave, um, and even the players that we were signing, you know, during those thirty awful years, there were some good players there, but none of them were really up to standard. You know what I mean? Not 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 not, not of today's school. We tried it with like the um, the fact that um, <coughs> the the turnaround from someone wanting to sign for us instead of wanting to sign for Manchester United. Yeah, but but you know where we are now. I was speaking to uh, a Manc supporter, and you know I keep trying to get it into his head. They are where we were. They can't. They're not shopping at the very top. People want us now. It's the Barcelona Real Madrid mag- magnetic effect. You know, success makes players want to come to you. We also have a manager who's so charismatic. The majority of professional footballers, especially at the top of the game, want to play for him. Um, you know, you look at Manchester United. You want to play for a Garden Gnome. Like really, like you know, there's. And do you want to play in a stadium well, leaky roof, or one that's that's just been redeveloped? We're in different places on and off the pitch. Um, and you know, United have been lauded for years and years about their marketing and this and that and the other. But their marketing may have been great, but every year there's been a decline on the pitch. And that's where we have come up on the rails. We've overtaken them. We're miles in front of them. And all we're seeing now is a reflection of that in the very best players in the world, even Mbappe. I know we're not getting them, but, you know, he is like. I love Liverpool. I love watching Liverpool. These top players watch us. If they got the opportunity, I would say come to us now. That's the difference. That's that's where Klopp's taking us. 
it's it's a it's a strange strange world we're living in for more reasons than one at the moment. Um, Dave, and we're getting them for for fucking twenty twenty five million quid. You know when 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 people are buying world class for a hundred million, we're getting it for a quarter of the price. Like Edwards deserves all the credit. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that, and and his 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 prowess in the transfer market has been been well documented. But you know, just to stick with Edwards, chief, it's as as I've said, I was you know more than dubious about this transfer happening, but this absolutely represents a quite a stark departure from our standard practices in the market when it comes to the type of profile, age, status of player that we we sign, and also not to mention, and we we've maybe have got lost in this transfer Ferrari around Thiago that. This was not a problematic position for us. It's it's just an ex- well to come to your first sort of point in question. It, it is a bit of a departure, but there is a president here, and I would argue the president is is uh, Jordan Shakiri, um, which you know was potentially a world class player going for very much under market value a player that uh, wasn't necessarily a problem position for us. But or an area that wasn't necessarily a problem position for us, but an area, uh, a player which Klopp and the team decided, yeah, it's too good a bargain to pass up. He's too good of a player. And I think Thiago's that, but to a much much greater degree or extent. As we've said, undoubtedly a world class player. He's one of very few players who can come in and and actually improve this Liverpool side and, and drive up standards and potentially fit in straight away. And he's going at very much under his market value. You know, you add on to that the the whole winning mentality and, and having done it for, for years and years and years and his profile and all the rest, it, it sort of makes it a no-brainer. So, yeah, it, while it is a departure from the sort of um, fabled sort of money ball and, and buying younger players and, and, and players bef- before they sort of really push on into the big time, there has been a, a slight precedent for this, and and to me, it, it it's made sense from the beginning, from from the very time that it it was first mooted. So yeah, I mean, on paper, it's 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 not really a problem position, as you say. We we're pretty well stocked um, on the on the squad list in in central midfield, vaguely vaguely speaking. Um, you know, you've got the you've you've got Ox- Oxley Chamberlain, you've got Kaida. You've got obviously Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho. You've got Milner in there, uh, Minamino maybe here and there. So you you you've got many, many Curtis options. Jones, Curtis Jones of course. But Ruiz. what you've got in there are great players, Neil. But they're all all those names. There's quite a few of them there that are prone to the odd injury throughout That's the season. So, no, there are exactly. So there are on paper there. There's a lot there, but in practice we've not always been able to count on them all. In terms of injury and availability, at the same time, it's not always quite worked for some of them when when we've tried things out. And I think when you bring someone like, well, not someone like, but you bring Tiago in, specifically Tiago, first start you bring another body in terms of availability. You you relieve the stress in terms of uh, numbers of games that have to be played, and and you give yourself another option. But you also free some things up. There's talk about centre-back being an issue. Now, it seems unlikely, very unlikely to me, that we're going to sign another centre-back. 
I've said that the whole way through, it looks very likely Klopp's preparing um, uh, Fabinho to perhaps step in there, or maybe even maybe even preparing to have Comedio as, as the fifth choice or whatever. There seems to be a lot of talk about him, but it doesn't look likely that we're going to go into the market, get Thiago freeze, freeze Fabinho up to do that. Um, he can also play, obviously, as a number 10, so it frees up the opportunity to... For, for more changes of, of formation, so 4-2-3-1 or uh, even 4-2-2-2, like sort of a, some kind of a um, misshapen 4-4-2. So you open up many, many possibilities there by bringing in Thiago, although you didn't on paper need another central midfielder. But the type of, of player that he is, the fact that he can cover pretty much all positions between the number six and the number 10, just gives you many, many more options as well as adding his his quality in class. Yeah, it's it it does it opens up a whole pile of of different different opportunities. And Dave, I suppose this is the other the other side of the coin and the other question key around this signing is: Does this do you think signal uh, a shift in the marriage? If you like, Klopp has the four three three, and could you see us? changing things up a whole lot more this year than we did last year i think even the preseason games dave we saw him sort of experiment a little bit and you know look he could have fabinho and uh antiago sitting uh with with a minamino for example in front of him um it goes to four three two one it it opens up possibilities that as you know as was said there this guy can play any any position around the midfield and do it really 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 well you know, Dave, I've read a lot of stuff that's been written about him today, and it's all about silky football and what all, you know, yeah, I know we said pre-pod that's your new lovely footballer, but, you know, this is at the top, top level lovely footballer, and it's something, he's a type of player that we don't have in midfield, I'm just really curious, really, really, really curious to see how he fits in. If if it comes down to a tactical switch, I, I, I'll, or a tactical, an option of a tactical switch, I'm all for it because teams are beginning to work us out better, not completely, but they're beginning to manage us a little bit better. If It's lovely to have something up your sleeve, the curveball. And Klopp is, for it, it seems he's ever sort of evolving or trying to evolve into, in, into different things and different guises. And I think that this signing just, it, it just opens up massive possibilities. I don't know what he's going to do, Dave. He may well look at, 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 at lining up in different ways. He may look at changing things mid-game, but you're doing it with the best of the best. <laughs> I, I have no worries about it. No, I think the last thing we should be is, is, is worried about this, worried about this signing. Um, Chief, if you any any idea on, on what he might do with the change of shape, and is this maybe, you know, because fortunately it wasn't necessarily what Klopp did at Dortmund. Um, it was more like a four-two. Was it more like a four-two-one-three? Was it four-two-three-one with Lewandowski? Yeah, it kind of varied. By the time Lewandowski was sort of out there on his own at the top, it was more of a four-two-three-one. But certainly before that, it was more of a four-four-two coming four-two-two-two, if you will, which is what I was alluding to there earlier. Um, it just, it just. And he's tried that a few times with us now, to be fair, over, over, over the seasons. We've seen that a few times. 
more so a couple of seasons back rather than last season. Last time we went to four two three one for a period. Um, I think you remember we were discussing it last year. I think that was the start of two start of a uh, start of eighteen nineteen. Was it start of eighteen nineteen? I think eighteen nineteen and again last year, but not as often. Uh, we saw it. Um, so he likes he, he, he has he has toyed with it, but it seems that you know. As we've seen, he's always gone back to the four three three because it's worked so well with the players that he's got. Uh, I think it's a personnel thing, Neil, that you stole my thunder there. Exactly. So if you look now, the squad's evolved and we've got a lot of players who who would benefit from the change of shape. Um, We're not overly stopped in wide areas and certainly not with players who can do the same jobs as as the Manes and the Salas. We've got a lot of players who also, or certainly um, certainly a number of players who could benefit from playing in, in the three if we if we move to a four two three one. Um, so you know, obviously the you know Oxlade Chamberlain springs to mind. Menamino potentially springs to mind. There Shakiri potentially springs to mind. Um, Nabi Nabi Kaida again. Um, because then he can focus more on pressing forwards rather than having to worry so much about tracking back. Um, I mean, pressing also in terms of defensive actions, which, which by the way, he's very, very good at. It, it's just sometimes in behind that he, he struggles a little. Um, so, yeah, there, there are many, you know, many players in there who, who potentially benefit from that change of shape and certainly from having that option. Um and really, it's it's nominal in a way. Um, whether you're you're looking at four two three one or this four two two two, because I don't think it would be so rigid um, in terms of who would necessarily be playing the striker, um, because you've got so many options there. Um, so yeah, I think we it's natural for us to be looking to to evolve because, as you say, if if, if you're if you always play the same way, um, and if you're not moving forwards, people work you out essentially because that's what you're there to that's what they're there to do work out how to stop you work out how to beat you so you got to change things um and keep people guessing so yeah yeah it's funny i've um i developed this random theory in my mind that just from the the reports that klopp had figured that tiago was going to play at the tip of a at the tip of a midfield three with two 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 sixes if you like Uh, in behind the double pivot, the, the fable double pivot, and you know you might be you might be asking you might be asking uh, Tiago to do the work of two men up there and just add an extra layer of protection just to support Dave a little bit more and his um, concerns around our defensive malfunctions at the moment. So this could just all be for you, Dave, um, just to let you sleep a little bit easier at night. Um, I just, I just rather our defence just got back to doing what to do without yeah. the need of anybody else coming in, Dave. To be honest. Yeah, I, I do get what you're saying, Dave. But again, we can go back to the original point where teams do work you out, and not only do the work out how to stop you, but the work out how to expose your flaws. And sometimes you just have to add a little bit extra in there in order to to prevent that. So, yeah, um, but it's going to be really, really interesting for me. You know, all of this stuff is fascinating, and I absolutely agree. It absolutely is fascinating, and I can't wait to see what way it develops. But um, trophies are great and all. I just love to switch the TV on and enjoy watching my my team play football. And um, 
Thiago Alcantara being on the pitch is going to make that a lot more enjoyable because, as you rightly say, Dave, he's just the loveliest of footballers. Um, he's just oh, so your easy. Your favourite on... sayings back, Dave, whatever. Oh, it, it is. It is. It is. Adam Lallana will be crying his heart out down in Brighton that you've forsaken. Well, you know what? If 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 Adam Lallana had managed to stay on the pitch on, on, I don't know, whatever night it was, Sunday or Saturday, Monday or whatever, then, you know, Chelsea might not have right. walked away with three points. They knew they were getting... Sorry, the news that we're getting. Oh, I know, I know, I know. It was, it was, it was, um, it was nailed on, wasn't it? It was nailed on. It was, it was, it was just too easy. Um, so yeah. So, um, Chief mentioned pace in wide areas earlier on, Dave. Um, the next one everybody's looking at is, well, I suppose it, it looks like it's Sar or Sar or Daka, Sar or Daka. Which one will it be? Who will we choose? Um, as we sign the one of the top five midfielders in the world to some championship player or some fella from Austria so um, we depart our our fleeting foray into signing of world class players to kind of fall back on our tried and trusted method of trying to pull a diamond from the rough um, so like I don't know we can start with Saar um, because I know Chief's a, a DACA fan Um what are your thoughts on Sar? I saw the other. I saw earlier on today. Do you remember that video that, like, after Watford played Liverpool at Anfield, and Mane was having like a wee chat with them in the in the corridor? Did, did you see that? Yes, yes. I, so, I saw it at the time. Yeah. So what what strikes me? I watched it again today. Just popped up the Twitter feed, and I was like, that lad beside Mane is fucking huge. He is massive. Like he is he towers above Mane. And that's one thing that we actually don't have forward end of the pitch. For me, he's tall-ish, but this guy, this guy is a big, big gangly rangy fucker. Um, and he's got all the pace in the world. And you know me, Dave, sign all the fast guys. Is this yeah. something you'd like to see happen? Dave, I'd take either of them, but if I'm pushed as to which one I would want, I would want Sar. He can play any position across that three for us. Um, something that Divock doesn't give us, and if Divock were to go this this season, um, you're, you know it's like resetting the clock. Um, this is a young player; I think he's 22 or something. Stick him in the club lab for six months, see what happens. But certainly, as you say, pace to burn, beat, can beat a player. Uh, Manny would have company, which uh, the, the, they seem pretty close. So, so that's a thing. But then the other side of it is, Dave. Daka looks a prospect as well. He really does. Um, he, he's lightning as well. I'd said in the last pod, if if we got Thiago, I had a feeling we'd get Daka as the cheaper option rather than paying the forty million for for Sar. And um, you know where I stand right now, Dave, is on that. I think we'll go for Daka as the cheaper option because you know there, there'll be sizable wages to pay to Thiago um, as well. And you know at the end of the day, that's that's where most of the money of a transfer comes from is wages. And you probably find Dak will be cheaper to pay as well without the Premier League experience. So, you know, as much as I, Sar would be with Premier League experience, my choice, but I think we'll go for Dak. Okay. Yeah, Sar is very interesting. I think Sar, there's a lot of parallels to be drawn with, with Sadio Mane. Um, and there's the other thing as well, Dave. He, he's from the African nations as well. It's like we, we, we get torn apart by that tournament. Yeah, well, so is Dak, so it's one way or the other, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean? But um, it's, it's one of those things you have to look at, and it's sort of 
long term, it's not it's not a good way to be. Whenever whenever what four out of your front five are are, are three out of your front five are are on the African nations. No, I do agree. But again, this is a transition signing. You would expect Saar, if he is to be signed, will be a long term replacement for either or you know Mane or Salah. So kind of one in one out in that respect. But I get what you're saying in the immediate future. But I know that the Afcon has been pushed back. So we'll just wait to see what way that develops. Chief, um, Twitter is now awash with Liverpool fans who are advocate watchers of the Austrian league and are telling me that DACA is by far the better option. You know, I've seen a bit of, I've seen a bit of, what's the R lad called again? Sar, I've seen a bit of him and he's looked great, particularly against us, but by all accounts, it looks like he had his, like, literally his two best games last season against Liverpool. So my mind might be clouded and biased based on that. You like DACA. You called it whenever we played them. You know, I saw on the group, it was literally just <laughs> signed DACA, announced DACA. So, you know, what what is it about him that, what is it about him that appeals so much to, to you and makes you think that he just suit us? He's a goal machine for a start, which is, which is always a good, uh, a good place to begin. Um, Certainly, in, in in terms of his his numbers, they're much 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 more impressive than Sar. Now, I would I would I probably preface this by saying I would also be happy with with either signing, and I think Sar's got wonderful potential as well, and has all the, all the tools, all the attributes, um, and and does have the advantage in terms of of height, and also having played in the Premier League, of course, for for a couple of seasons now. Is this a couple, isn't it, or is it just the one? I think it's two. It's but, just but the I, one. I think it's just the one. He's only there a year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right, Dan. But but still, it's still a full season. Um, but Daka, I mean, Daka's um, he's quick. He's um, he can play off the shoulder. He touted as as the new Haaland, but his go- his goal numbers are are unbelievable. He's the kind of player that can play across the line. Play left and right. Obviously, plays primarily down the centre, but but is that kind of quick? Yeah, that the quick type. Is of that Ver, the the Werner esque? Yeah, Werner comparison. If you want to like make a ham fisted attempt at it, absolutely. If if you want to put it like that, so someone someone who's looking to get in behind, someone who's looking to play link up play, someone who's comfortable playing in 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 that kind of a system as we already know with Salzburg and, and our links with Salzburg and the Minamino transfer and so on. And as Dave says, someone who'd be available for a minimum of ten million less, you would imagine, if if not if not a, a, even a bit cheaper. Um, I would have gone so for fifty percent, Neil. Yeah, so you're probably looking at about kind of twenty mil, you know, twenty five maybe Given our relationship with with Salzburg and and, and that and you know what came out last season, I would say they'd be easy negotiated. Well, you would think so. If 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 we have legitimate uh, interest and we step that up and make the bid, you'd imagine it would would all happen quite cleanly and quite quickly. So that's also uh, although for all the reports say Watford will not stand in Sar's way if if the right bid comes in, he's he's out the door as well. So. You know they're basically issuing a, a go on stick the money up on his ears kind of thing. So. Yeah, I think the issue with the, the price there is that they signed Sar for more than what we would like sign Daka for at an absolute maximum. 100%. I think it was twenty seven million plus like 
five or eight million potential add-ons, which probably didn't get any of them. Like, but but even still, about twenty-seven million, I think, was the the upfront fee. Yeah, absolutely, and I think they're quoting a minimum of thirty-five, thirty-six million as as a fee that they yeah, do. Yeah, I think to. somewhere between thirty-five and forty seems to be what's bandied about. Well, it could be one of them that if they only put the $27 million up front, you could maybe get it for 25 with 10 to 15 in add-ons, um, if and when. But DACA, DACA represents value. He represents pace. He represents goals. Um, and, yeah, why not? When I saw him, I mean, I have, I've seen him play a handful of times and probably the most up close was obviously in our in our friendly whenever he blammed in a couple in double quick time. Um, but he's an, an incredibly sharp forward and um, he is going to make that step up because that's what happens with, with Salzburg players. That's what the kind of club they are. That's how they exist. That's how they operate. So this would be like us kind of, getting the jump a little bit, signing Mane before he goes to Southampton, that, that that kind of thing. So I'd be all up for it, but but like I said, Saar would, would be a would be a, a welcome addition as you know uh, as as a as an alternative. Okay. Dave, do we do one more? Do we do it? Do, do we one. do the forward? I think Divock needs to go, Dave, to be honest with you. Do you think um, do you think we need do you think we need we need to see guys go out before guys come in? Well it may not be Divock that goes. I think I think there's another one coming in. And I think there'll be more than one going out, Dave. That's that. That's that's my view on it. Whether it be a Shakiri, you know, th- this window, I've got a feeling it's going to be like back to the old days of that scramble on the last day of the season. Um, and y- you never know what's going to happen um, if a big club starts st- starts, you know, taking off smaller clubs and then smaller clubs looking at a Divacarigi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think I think it might get to the end of the market, and rather it, it might be a bit of a scramble. But I think it's going to be a little bit of a parallel universe, not a parallel universe, like an alternative universe this window, because it will be instead of teams panicking to buy players, it will be teams panicking to sell players. And also, um, you know, there'll be quite a few games played by the by the time the window's over, and you could find people, you know, find themselves in positions where they go, oh, fuck, it, we've got one opportunity, let's buy. Yeah, you know? I, I think it also gives players more time to, what's the word to use? Agitate. Um, be that showing up there for training or going on strike if you want to fucking put it that way um so yeah, yeah um it's definitely going to be a a scramble i would say and you're right clubs will be desperate to sell but there will be plenty of clubs desperate desperate to buy as well and not just not just in england across europe all over if, if they get a bad start neil you can knee jerk buys you know totally totally and i i see a world where both divok and and rian brewster go out and we we bring in one more. Um, I can see that being a thing. Uh, if I had to call one of them going, it looks at the moment like it would be Rian Brewster, um, with with Villa reportedly being very very interested. I just have a, I have a semi feeling that the the Divock will just wait it out and just go nah fuck it I'm not that arsed. Yeah, um, I reckon Divock will just be like it's, it seems like a lot of hassle to like exactly find that. a house. He's had a dose of the Gareth Bales, you mean? Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> like I'm gonna have to find a house, and I kind of like it here, and you know, all my mates are here, and you know I'm gonna have I'm to hire a moving van, and Club you know, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to decide. I'm gonna have to decide on a new number, and it's, yeah, I can just imagine he's just like this is just this is just too much hassle, man. You know, just um. 
you know, wax up my surfboard and and uh, and leave me where I am. Um, all right, lads. See, if, was, um, if his attitude was that, Klopp wouldn't have him anywhere near the place. That's the, that's the that's the astounding part of the. Yeah, I, 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 I do I do get what you're saying, but I think that there's a there's a difference between between being laid back off the pitch and and you know when you're in training, putting it in and training, you know, putting it in and training, being attentive, you know, doing what you're asked, yeah, that, that putting, is true. Put, putting the hard yards in. You can you can work hard and still have a laid back attitude. The, the, the life to life Relax. if you want you know so okay lads I mean, I staying? at the moment yes I think Jeannie stays isn't there a new contract negotiations there's talk of it that might, seems, they might be kept together he's expecting a new contract offer according to reports after positive talks the other day with Klopp the, the word was that he was expecting a new offer haven't heard anything since doesn't that today's announcement doesn't or today's news doesn't seem to be linked with with genie in any way there's no talk or news. was it a year that we're talking about Neil? was it a year extension may have been may have been it's just i just read a new offer uh, expecting a new offer but a year extension would, would would work i mean all the noise on the barcelona thing is has gone in the last three since since the since the talks were clock really the last week, there's barely been been a sniff of it. Yet the uh, Thiago rumours have picked up a pace, and we've we've seen what's happened. So, I, I think I think the offer needs to be the right one. I think it's the same with with uh, with Divock. You know, um, with Brewster, it's a bit different. He's a young guy at the beginning of his career, and the club can can sort of pull rank on him a bit more and decide. Sort of more for him, whereas with, with yeah, it's three. You're right, Chief. It's three. It's three players at three very different stages of their careers. Yeah, and uh, so we, we just we just wait. See, Genie Club doesn't want to set, let Genie one of them go for ten million. He's worth more to them in the squad, even even with Thiago, than than the ten million is. So they're not going to do business on that. Um, like he's been a mainstay of that of that three that Club prefer- has, has always. And if he, Hundred percent. If he stays, which seems at the moment, touch wood that he will, then you can't imagine him playing fewer than twenty-five games in the league next season, like can you? Twenty a game league, time for the, all of them. Yeah, the league he's playing the league, I think, is thirty-four or something. Well, that's, that's what I mean. But you've added maybe a Thiago or whatever, so maybe he plays a few less or a few fewer games. But but you can't imagine him not being a go-to player, like and, and a, a mainstay of. Of the team, like. I'll call it now. Um, I have a feeling that the if you're talking what Klopp's midfield three, his go-to midfield three will be for the big games. I have a feeling that you could see Wijnaldum, Henderson, Thiago, and Fabinho could be the one that gets the shepherd's crook. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what's making me think that. Maybe it's just the form that I saw him in at the end of last season and. The way I felt that people were kind of over praising performances, and I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into Klopp having a go at him preseason. The fact he was dropped for the first game of the season, I don't know, but I think that's the media pushing that on you, Dave. Because I, I don't, you know, I for don't every know, new sign, it's who's going to be the fall guy, but it's a Klopp no, midfield, yeah, completely I, interchangeable. It, it is interchangeable, but I'm talking about your, I'm talking about your Champions League final three. You know, I'm talking about your, I'm talking about your City away three. You know, if everyone's available, Thiago will have to prove the club, but he's he's worthy to be in that three because we know who it is. But I right would now. imagine he's he's he, a he will prove it, and b he'll be in the, that three. 
I think we're signing Thiago. He'll he'll be in that three. Um, not just by virtue of the fact that we're signing, of course, but because of the player that he is and the quality that he has. So I, I and I wouldn't be overly surprised if, well, put it like this: not that Fabinho lost his place, but Fabinho, as Davis mentioned, he needs he needs to recapture his what what he had because he was absolutely completely dominant for a period before he got that injury, and he hasn't ever quite, although he has. He has come back to something like his best. There have been many shaky moments and stuff. So, um, and we do concede more goals when he's on the pitch, for example. Than but maybe the Thiago Jordan. arrival is the kick up the backside, Neil. Do you ever think of that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's it's, it's another great reason to sign him. <laughs> what a kick in the arse it is. Sign one of the best midfielders in the world. There you go. Drop him in. See how that changes training. See how that ups things a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. It's you say a kick up the arse, but a lot of the time, I think with players, it's not necessarily a kick up the arse. It's the it's the excitement of having yeah. a player like that walk into training, and everybody will lift their level because they're like, right, let's show this, let's show this lot how good we are. You know, we have to, yeah, because because we want to, because it's a challenge, because yeah. this is why we're footballers. Because don't get me wrong, I think that I, you know, don't get me wrong. For for no, you know, Virgil Van Dijk isn't going to lose his place to. Diago, um, neither is Sadio Mane, um, but they'll look at that and go, <laughs> right, okay, let's show this guy what we're made of, you know, not for any fear of losing their position, just because they have someone to prove a point to now. They have someone to say, these are the standards that we set at Liverpool, can you keep up with them? And if they do, and if he can, and if he exceeds them, they'll think, right, well, fuck on, we're all going to have to up our level then, because we can't have him being the star of this team. This is our team. Look what we've won. Why do you think Alex Ferguson fucking used to do it every year? Just put a, a really quality signing in amongst them just to shake things up and also to raise you up a level. Yeah, all great news. All great news. So fingers crossed one more in. Fingers crossed Genie stays. And I think that, you know, this this could be the transfer window that really everybody hoped for. That, you know, there, there can be really no complaints um, if, if one of those two forwards come in. Um, other than some Mbappe fanboy on Twitter so guys thanks for that exciting times up the signing of world class players for the first time in I don't know since Kevin Keegan signed from Scunthorpe Reds 